Welcome back to Roya and Rescue. I've got just a few minutes before I actually start working on the very essence of trying to prevent my own stroke and heart attack. Here working out at Grand Rapids uh, BJJ gym. Great group of people here. And I just wanted to make sure that I touched on this because if I don't, I'm afraid I'm going to miss some opportunities here. It's October. The weather is changing here in West Michigan. It's getting cold and hunters are back out in the woods again. Now one of the things that I was asked on a regular basis is if I go hunting with a relative, a friend, my father-in-law, my dad, and they've got a heart condition, what are some of the things that I could do to save their life if they have problems while we're out hunting? And I think that's a fantastic question uh, and I, I don't want this to be taken sarcastically or in the wrong sense. But it was one of the best ways that I could really kind of package the whole concept. And that was that when people go out to remote areas to do anything, whether that be snowmobiling, hiking, hunting, camping, sightseeing, and they're way off the beaten trail of any accessible route that's fast for EMS, fire, police, you name it, who can get help, advanced cardiac life support, AED to them, we probably are taking a pretty good risk that wherever that person goes into a major cardiac event, they're probably going to die there. Now, when I say that, I, I mean so much as really it's a time game. And when someone has a cardiac event and they go into cardiac arrest, we really only have a couple few minutes to begin resuscitative efforts, shock them, and get advanced cardiac life support. Um, at the emergency room and then obviously the cath lab or surgery. And when we are 15, 20, 30 minutes or more in the woods or out in the wilderness, there's no real good answer to getting help, advanced cardiac life support help to that victim fast. So what I tend to tell people, I'm going to do part one and part two here is, part one is don't stop living because a person's got a chronic health problem. At the same time, uh, it's really a good idea to think about what if I don't come out of this? What if I don't, you know, this morning I'm going to leave my family, my kids, my wife, my, you know, my friends. I'm going to go out into this situation where if I go into a major medical problem, I, pro I may not make it back. I always say, get everything taken care of ahead of time. I mean, you know, make sure your family knows where all the paperwork's at. Make sure that they understand that this is a potential risk that could happen, and it's not the hunting buddy's fault if the victim doesn't survive. And I, I think sometimes there can be that guilt of there should have been something I did differently, there should have been something I could have done more, and I didn't, and so it was my fault. They trusted me. The family said, don't let anything happen to him while he's out there, or don't let anything happen to her while she's out there. That's, that's not fair, number one, because no one's asking anybody to die. It's an event that occurred. Nobody planned on it necessarily. And on the good side, if they do have everything in order, if the family and the, the hunter or the hiker is well prepared for this, and they go out and this happens, they probably died doing one of the things they like to do most. And um, But regardless of that, now let's switch it to part two, is how do I help them survive or how do I give them the best chance of survival? Well, okay, so if this person has an unstable cardiac 
situation, if they're an unhealthy individual, my encouragement would be find a place to do these activities that is fairly close to a way out. In other words, if you're going to go to state park land, state land to go hunting, get your GPS out and kind of take a look at how close the next uh, accessible road is to where that victim is going to be at. Number two is maybe potentially buy an automated external defibrillator and backpack it in so that you have at least some electrical defibrillation with you so that if the individual goes into cardiac arrest, pulseless, unconscious, we could put an AED on and see if it's ventricular tachycardia or ventricular fibrillation, shock them, and potentially buy time to help uh, get this person either to a main road um, or buy time for an ATV with the local fire department to come and try to get them out. Um, thirdly, uh, I guess, would be um, do what you can do for as long as you can do it. Um, if you think that you've got this special place that you like to go hunting and it's quite a ways off the trail by foot, but it's not quite as far by ATV, maybe it's something you might want to think about in regards to self-extraction. In other words, if you have a situation and the hunting partner you're with, hiking partner you're with, goes down in sudden cardiac arrest, um, you access 911 you, by your cell phone, that's another point. You should probably make sure there's coverage there. Otherwise, it, it's going to be an, another complication to the whole situation. But you might want to have an exit route. Like, how do I get, even if they're unconscious, how do I heft them into the back of a gator? Um, how do I heft them in, into the seat of an ATV? And then get them as close to the road as possible, continue CPR until help arrives, and hope for the best. Because there's just not a lot of good answers when there's a delay in emergency response. And remember, basic life support is not the cure. It is the time buyer. So if you're buying four to six minutes in a 30 to 40 minute response time, miracles can still happen, but in most cases, even the best of CPR is not gonna be enough to keep this person biologically alive long enough to extricate them. Does that mean we don't try? No, not at all. Do what your conscience is telling you to do. Do what you know you need to do so that you can sleep well at night and know I did everything I could and they died doing what they love best. But keep in mind that this is a perfect scenario for someone who dies in the wilderness to stay dead in the wilderness. And then we're going to be doing a body removal. It doesn't mean we should stop living. It doesn't mean we should stop doing the things that we enjoy doing. But it is definitely something to keep in mind as we enter into this snowmobiling, hiking, skiing, jogging, hunting sightseeing uh, section of the season and I hope in some way this helps send me your questions for clarification if there was any confusion in this and again um, it's just something to keep in mind as we start thinking about the hunting season I hope again this helps and from Roy and Rescue take care have fun and we'll see you next time